folks, and welcome back to the footyjumpers.com podcast. My name is Rob, and with me is my co-host, Lockie. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the footyjumpers.com podcast. So this week we have the club Geelong, who are quite an old club and quite historically, at least from the modern modern footy <laughs> history, it's pretty blue and pretty white. Yes, they well, they've been that for a while too. They yes. are, as I believe, well, they're the second oldest AFL club, I believe, and they but, are one of the. I think they're probably the fourth oldest football club in the world. I think it's something like that. Wow, they they fly under the radar a bit with some of these stats. I think, like appreciating how old the club is. At least I know for myself. <laughs> well, it probably yeah, they probably do. I guess. Well, Melbourne's you know, a few weeks older or whatever it is. <laughs> so yeah. they're just like, well, Melbourne's been around first. Um, <laughs> and the Melbourne rules were, you know, what became the Victorian rules, which became Australian rules, you know, as more and more people adopted those rules. But, um, but yeah, yeah. like, uh, well, Geelong, back in 1859, when they started up, they had Geelong rules. Uh, yeah, they were fairly wow. similar. Are fairly similar, but they were, um, yeah, like like rugby had their own rules, and all the different English schools had their own rules. Gaelic Irish football had its own rules, and Geelong had their own rules. And then they would play against Melbourne and or Carlton, you know, in the ensuing years, and they'd mm. basically have to work out well which rules are we going to play under? Who are we going to, you know, if you if they played in Geelong, they played on Geelong rules and if they played in melbourne they played under melbourne rules who, and i know who, one of the things that was included in the geelong rules that wasn't included in the melbourne rules was bouncing the ball uh so uh you know the melbourne players like tom wills would get the footy and just take off and they were like yeah no nah, that, that's too much like rugby. we don't <laughs> want to be doing that that's, we, don't, we don't like that how about yeah. every certain distance you have to bounce it how about that and everybody agreed to it and that became part of the melbourne rules and eventually they they agreed that yes you know we'll adopt victorian rules and so yeah wow. so that was that was where they started off and so the initial stages of um you know what did geelong wear what did melbourne wear what did carlton wear etc basically they would write to each other and they'd say something along the lines of, you know, next Tuesday we would like to invite you to play a football game. Uh, you wear red, we'll wear blue. How about that? And mm. that's the way they did it. And then the next time they played, they might wear something completely different. And so so in the first few years of, uh, you know, non-organised organized football, uh, Geelong would wear either mostly blue or red shirts initially, and then they got to the point where, you know, they would wear a standardised, I guess, 1860 to 62, they were wearing red jumpers. So they'd actually went out and purchased, you know, jumpers, which most likely they would have had to get from England in those days uh, just because that was where the Australian... Um, manufacturing industry was at you know there, there just wasn't yeah. facilities to just you know run out to rebel sport and buy a whole bunch of footy jumpers or whoever you know, go in, give isc a call or whatever that just didn't happen <laughs> so yeah so they had this... to get an order for red jumpers they wore those for a couple of years uh then they wore white jumpers with a blue stripe uh then they went back to the red jumpers for well, a few years 1865 to 71 and then when Melbourne stopped wearing white jumpers or cricket shirts, effectively, um, Melbourne at one stage were called the, the Mighty Whites or the Invincible Whites. And basically when they stopped wearing white and went to navy blue and, and red stockings uh, or hose, uh, that's when Geelong started wearing white jumpers. So... They were wearing white jumpers 1872 to 1875. And then 1875 is one of those seminal years in Australia, well, Melbourne, Victorian football, but um, Australian football. That was the mm. first year where 
the clubs had got together and decided we really need uniforms. We can't just be wearing caps and you're wearing red and anything red means, you know, the, the bloods and the crypts. One wears blue, one wears red. Yeah. And, um, what they're actually wearing, you know, is varied. Uh, so – in 1875, that's when the clubs decided we really need to, A, everyone's going to wear knickerbockers. That's so we can see your socks because socks are easy to purchase and and therefore, um, you know, can be a point of distinguishing one team from the other. And, um, you know, where possible, you know, get jumpers that, that stand out a little bit. And so 1875 is where you start seeing clubs like Geelong who they wore white that first year, but then the next year when they ordered canvas lace-up jumpers, they, now from what I can tell, they were definitely white with blue hoops and it was probably painted on. Um, Oh, actual paint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So now, you know, one player is different from the next player, different from the next player. They all look slightly different. But Mm. just from those, the photos of the 18th, Sorry, 1870s, early, well, I guess to 1880, 81. Uh, they, yeah, they were very thin blue hoops on a white canvas lace up jumper. Yeah. And then right. when they started getting them made where it looked like it was really made, um, you know, where blue was the main color and then white was sort of added to it, that was like that rounded neck that they wore in the heritage round, although. We'll get to the heritage jumpers because they had too many hoops on them, but they had this <laughs> rounded thing around the the very top, and then once it got to sort of under the arms, then it became the hoops that they wear today. But yeah, it was well, it's on the website, and it was the first jumpers that they wore into the VFL era, um, which was yeah, blue with white hoops, and as I say, rounded at the top and then straight straighter as they got uh, down the body of the jumper so with so, the hoops pardon? is so with hoops does um so is that just formed out of the necessity of making a jumper distinguishable while still having it easy because you're it painting is. it yourself oh yeah and then exactly. eventually I mean, you're kind of you know has stuck around because of that or is there hoops were stem from something else well look they've over the years they've said oh the blue represents Carayo Bay and the white represents something else. Um, I think those were things that were added on at a later stage. (laughs) I don't think as they were designing, as they were painting blue hoops on these white canvas jumpers that they just got made, I don't think they were saying, you know what, this blue reminds me of Carayo Bay. A bit of a bit of post metaphor. I think, yeah, I think we've, We've added a little bit of mayonnaise to the story yeah. to make it. Yeah, you know, marketing people still do that sort of thing today. You know, oh, oh, this logo it. represents the sun and the whatever, and, you know. And it's pretty easy to do so when we're talking about 1800s, 1880s. It's not like we've got documents written down about <laughs> all these decisions. No, so it's, they didn't it's have pretty a design easy brief. To, no, it's pretty no, easy to fill brief. in gaps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it just became easy to say uh, the blue represented this and the white represented that. Well, really what they were doing was yeah. they were already wearing white jumpers and they yeah. added blue to them. And now, and someone's coach already had a couple litres of what blue paint well, from doing his house up. <laughs> well, that may well be. I don't know if they had blue houses in the 1870s. <laughs> but, um, I mean, blue was just one of those colours you could get. Uh, that was a, another thing. You know, there was um, – well, certainly with dyes, there was only certain – certain colours that you could really make with dyes. Yeah. Uh, so, and and again, I'm, and I guess I'm assuming they were painted based on what they look like. I mean, it would be very difficult to dye the material in navy blue in the, uh, in the design, in the hoop design. Uh, to dye so, the canvas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, you would imagine I mean, it would be. Yeah, although blue dye was one of the most prevalent dyes. Um, yeah, we've talked before in I some think of the previous podcasts about There's a good, there's a good source for this under history. We've gone through the history of it, and this has come up a couple of times in the early stages. It's, if you want to get further into that, you check out the yeah. other podcasts we have yeah, on the history one. of 
history of the jumpers and all the intricate changes that have been made over the years and dies is something we got into. We did. We did. So yes. um, yeah. So so anyways. The, the thing with the cats is they yeah, well, as you might imagine, they've been blue and white hoops ever since. Uh so you know, from eighteen seventy six they've been wearing blue and white hoops in various designs. Uh that's changed with manufacturing facilities. It's changed with what the jumpers were made out of. Uh, the woolen jumpers were easier to make like thinner hoops, but the, the lace-up jumpers were generally wider hoops. Uh, then as you know, manufacturing changed and as, um, well, design changed over the years through the, I guess the 1920s was when they really started wearing wider, thicker hoops uh, just on a wool jumper. And then that sort of carried on. Yeah, I guess they started with four hoops. They went to five of each, um, six of each at one point, back to five of each. And that's about where they've landed now. Why? Do you know why? Like, why are we changing how many hoops we have? Um, no, I don't. Do you think, it, is it just like a jumper thing, you reckon, or like a change? But it's just, you know. The overall look is still exactly the same, right? Like it's a blue hoop, well, blue and white with hoops. It's, but it, it's probably been five hoops since 1960. So mm. that, yeah, that's just the look of a Geelong jumper is white and blue, five hoops of each. The only change was Colour TV came in in 75 and they sort of added some more hoops for a few years there, like 75 to 78. And then they changed the the collar and cuffs to white and then they changed one back to blue then they changed both back to blue and so uh, there's probably a little bit of that you know just the tinkering with it for color tv but yeah. then apart from that you know as i say from the 1960 or from 1960 it's been five blue hoops five white hoops generally um, yeah okay yeah the the first of the the polyester sublimation printing jumpers had um more hoops but then that was just one year and then the next year they sort of went nah that's not what our jumpers look like mate we'll reach <laughs> and then you know back to the basketball jerseys that they wear today from uh the cotton on mm. ones and I yeah. say that because that's sort of that template you know that's what they've the nba teams wear is pretty much what geelong's jumpers look like yeah, right. I always, I still haven't quite gotten over the fact that Cotton On are a jumper manufacturer. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, it's a bit jarring. Piping Hot were once a footy jumper manufacturer. Really? Who did they? St Kilda. Yeah, they did the yeah, Saints right. back a few years back. But then, realistically, I'm and I'm not sure if Piping Hot manufactured their jumpers or not. Um, I mean, there are a lot of manufacturers that you'd think, well, they make footy jumpers and actually they're just made in China under license. To yeah, it's just German <laughs> manufacturers or a bit of drop you know, shipping. Some other company. Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so who knows where they physically get made, but um, but yeah, they are the apparel sponsors of the cats. And, yeah. uh, and their jumpers are, are that NBA style, certainly at the back, where the um yeah, the the cuffs have a oh I don't know how to describe it, but they join the collar. Um they're, they're stitched to the collar and it's um supposed to give them more flexibility. Uh, mm. I'm not sure if that it works out that way or not, but um yeah, so <laughs> so that's the cats and their home jumpers. Now yes. the yeah. other interesting thing I find with the cats and you know the the answer to the trivia question is who is the first club who's the first VFL club to wear a clash jumper? Geelong. And mm. the year is 1914. Uh, 1914 so, was the first clash jumper. Correct. Yes. Wow, that's good and, trivia for everyone. Well, there you go, yeah. And so that's the Catters. Uh, what happened was, so in 1908, they changed their, their thin hoops that they had to a wider hooped lace-up jumper. And so over the next few years... Every time they played Collingwood, who wear, well, black and white, reasonably thick hoop, uh, stripes, um, that was too confusing. Now, I should also note that this is back in the day where your uniform was your uniform. So they were always wearing navy blue pants. 
Uh, they were wearing their their hoop socks, but you know you didn't have one team in white pants and the other team in or knickerbockers. Uh, one team in white and the other team in black. You had one team in black Collingwood and one team in navy blue Geelong, and so the mm. the thick striped hoops over the next few years. There were too many complaints, and they said, "Look, we're going to need you to wear a clash jumper, a girl clash uniform against Collingwood, because the prevailing rule, and this was all the way up until uh, 2007, when the VFL or the AFL, um, as they became, they changed it in 2007. But it was if your jumper, if your new jumper causes a clash, then it's up to you to find something to um, resolve that clash, mm. and." Uh, so they had um, a, they in 1914 when they played Collingwood home and away, they wore blue jumpers. Uh, so they did that. The next year in 1915, yeah, right. they just wore red socks against Collingwood. That was they thought that was enough to stand out. 1916 was World War One. They didn't even play any games. <laughs> 1917, <laughs> I think they forgot because they didn't do anything. <laughs> 1918, they went back to the Red Sox. And, well, when I say they went back to the Red Sox, they actually wore Red Sox in all their games in 1918. And that was because uh, they couldn't get blue. The they, they were wearing just dark blue socks in 1917. They wanted to get new stock of those, and they couldn't. And so as uh, right. back to that podcast about dyes and uniforms mm. and so forth, uh, Germany was the, or still is, the largest manufacturer of dyes in the world, and so we weren't doing any business with them, and so uh, we yeah. couldn't get dark blue socks made in 1918. Yeah. So then, uh, 1919, they wore the red socks again against Collingwood. Uh, 20 was the first year where they started wearing white knickerbockers in games. Uh, so that mm. they thought that mm. might be enough to make the change for 1920. And then, um, but it wasn't. So in 1921, they again wore the blue jumpers against Collingwood. Yeah, right. So they've worn them three times. With the Red Sox, I'm not sure if you mentioned it earlier, but yeah. um, was that just out of a necessity of that was all that was available and that's what they were changing to? Well, or like, the, why why weren't they wearing white socks to go with the? Uh, because was that they because had, clash? yeah, they had to order the red socks to play against Collingwood. And just, so, yeah, okay. So, that was just so they, clash had, they had a pair of socks that they've worn once or twice. Yeah. And they could wear them or they could wear uh, last year's socks, which they'd worn, you know, 15, 20 times. So they just, yeah, yeah obviously decided, well, oh, actually that's not true. They would have played uh, 15 games and didn't make the finals. So, you know, they yeah, they played a season in dark blue socks, which is their first season back. And that was because they couldn't get the blue and white hoop socks made. They still couldn't get the blue and white hoop socks made for nineteen eighteen. And I think that's probably part of the not wanting to clash with Collingwood. So mm. they just And there were hoops on the socks that back then? They had hoops on the socks in nineteen sixteen, but in nineteen seventeen they just wore dark blue. Right. Ho oh, sorry, 15. 1916, yeah, they didn't right. play. So, yeah, yeah 15 right. hoop socks. 16, they stood out for World War One. 17, they came back in dark blue socks. 18, they wore red socks. Right. And then, uh, so then we keep going down the line of away jumpers. So, the, I do know that some of them are a bit different. So, what about the uh, one particular I've been thinking of, the 98 away jumper? Oh, the 98 away jumper. Didn't they love that? Okay, oh, so yeah. so the Cats trotted out one day at the MCG in what was essentially, I mean, almost Carlton-looking, <laughs> certainly. Uh, they were, well, navy blue with three very thin white hoops and that Adidas shield sort of thing that Collingwood and Fremantle and Adelaide had uh, they had that on the back of their jumpers, and it sort of faded, uh, like navy blue, but it was like fading to grey. And yeah, um, it look, looks like someone's just gone to town on the saturation. Yeah, just yeah. some bits that pulled it's, it up, some bits that pulled it down. 
it's not good. It was. It was. Yeah. So, and so that was that was the away jumper for the year. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wore that yeah, wow. a couple of times. Um, I mean, they wore it against Sydney, and that wasn't so bad. They wore it against Adelaide, which was pointless. Like they wore a jumper that was more like Adelaide. They did the same against Essendon. And I think the game against North Melbourne was the one where everyone just went, nah, this is not working anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, they played Melbourne at the MCG on a dark day in June and, you know, in a navy blue jumper against Melbourne in navy blue jumpers. And this was their, you know, way of solving a clash. It was just made no well, – it wasn't bad. It was just to sell more jumpers. But, yeah, so anyway, yeah. Yeah, it was just um, very unpopular. Uh made things even worse because every time it seemed they used it, they were playing against somebody that had a black jumper or a navy blue jumper and, you know, it, it didn't solve any problems. It just caused problems. And yeah. not and it looked like a carton jumper. So uh, <laughs> only lasted yeah. one year, right? Yeah, yeah. They got rid of it the next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, what they replaced it with was, um, well, it went around for six, seven years, was – uh, it was basically the home jumper. They had the club GFC logo on the front and then like a navy blue yoke. So yeah, it, it didn't really make that much. I mean, it was better because it at least looked like a Geelong jumper. But um, yeah. yeah, still they tinkered with that one as well. They had it in um, sort of three blue hoops, four blue hoops, Five blue hoops, you know, it was sort of this, a bit of a mishmash as well. Yeah, the other bit with it that's strange is they've got obviously that Geelong logo in the in the centre, which is sort of the sternum, and yeah. it's got the lines on it, but they kind of sit different to the actual hoops on the jumper. Yeah, so do. it's it's and that contrast of the different size in the hoops, and then yeah. it's one's well yes. above, one's well below. It's it's just all over the shop. It's just, yeah, you would think you would get rid of those lines out of the logo or mesh the logo so it flows into the hoops on the jumper, but it just sits very uncomfortably <laughs> against the grain. does. does. Uh, all valid points. Can't argue with one of them. <laughs> exactly. It's just, <laughs> it just made no Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't know. From a, from I do remember seeing videos of Gary Ablett Jr. with hair, though, because when I first look at this jumper... Oh really? Yeah. Look, for some reason, you know, when you get these these weird associations, for some reason, yeah, I just think of a yeah. clip of oh, a young look, Gary Ablett Jr. I mean, with I, hair. I think of Gary Hocking wearing that '98 navy blue jumper. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, look, you're, you're exactly right. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure when he started, but you're probably right. He probably would have worn that in his earliest days. Yeah, with um, thinning blonde hair. <laughs> That's right. 29. So then after we've got those, we've got a bit of a change-up. Is that right? Oh, um, well, so we, we went to a change-up, but I want to touch on in 2003, they decided that they're going to wear a jumper that's navy blue, but instead of white hoops, it's going to have blue hoops. And they weren't. it wasn't a specific blue. It wasn't like royal blue, North Melbourne. It wasn't sky blue, like, you know, Carlton have worn. It was just this nothing faded denim sort of look. Very yeah. in that regard. But <laughs> um yeah, it was just this nothing sort of a blue. And the problem was it looked more like Collingwood than the irregular Geelong jumpers did. It was very dark. Like again, they probably played on a dark day at the MCG and mm. yeah, it was um it was another one that was probably a good idea in somebody's head, but just did not work out. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm not too sure what they were doing that one. Yeah. Very, then, very strange. Yeah, and then what they've done is they've sort of um, experimented with the away jumpers from there, like varying thicknesses of hoops. Um, one had the cat logo on the back in a different hoop pattern to what was on the front. That was bizarre. Um, there was one with scratch marks down it, like the 07 one was navy blue with white scratch marks that might yeah. not have been caused by a cat. I, I mean, that's, yeah, it was a very pre-season look to that jumper, just a 
Yeah. Or what was that? All all navy blue with this same GFC logo in the middle, except they've just added some scratch marks on the side. It it, it just didn't make any sense. The, and then the bit with that one too is is you could you could have used those scratch marks instead of hoops if you want, right? Like it, yeah, you could have done you, you that. know you could have continued that around and used them all as hoops. It just seems a bit strange to just have them on to the side there, like the tear. Yeah, but, and the front was exactly the same as the back. So the scratch marks on the front, looking at it front on, were exactly the same as the scratch marks. So it wasn't like the scratch marks continued around. You know, they, they, it's just it was control C, control V. Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, the 2008, it's cool. The, uh, the Cheshire cat, which is also hoops or something was the one you were it's, just talking about, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's their new logo. They've got an on-field logo, which is the, the side view of a cat and then the club logo. So that jumper actually had both. So it's got the, the Geelong Cats logo, you know, above the sponsor and then the enormous cat head um, <laughs> on, the, oh, on the front. So, and they tried that on their, their clash jumpers, their away jumpers a couple of times. Um, they put it as a tramp stamp for 2014, 15, which, um, well, which we'll get to later, not giving away too many of our favourites. and yeah. I feel like that cat face blends in a bit to history. I'd I barely remember it, but yeah, you'd well, think it would stand out a bit more, especially the two thousand and eight one. Uh, yeah. Well, look, I mean, these clash jumpers, you know, they get worn once or twice, really. Get Collingwood or um, North Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they make the the clash jumpers and just never use them. <laughs> Because um, you know they're not playing north away; they're playing north at home or something like that. Yeah, right. Or they play them I in Indigenous round, and they wear a you know Indigenous design. Mm. It doesn't doesn't need to be a clash jumper. I think the AFL probably tinkered with that to make sure that that happens. Yeah. But realistically, probably. these days Geelong wear their home jumper, you know, white and navy blue hoops. They either wear it with white shorts and mostly white socks with some black with, with some navy bands on them, or navy shorts with navy socks with a few white bands on them, and that generally does the job. Yeah, really I mean, too I, many it's a bit of a trend now, isn't it? The sort of you know late nineties to twenty tens, early twenty tens, it's just gone absolutely to town on photo editing machines and then they've all sort of slowly dialed it back down to how it was before a bit and it's a bit more subdued exactly yeah exactly so everyone had their turn that 10 years of just going absolute town with the Every, edit. yeah i think all the graphic design interns at you know all these manufacturers wanted to show yeah. all the stuff they'd learned in illustrator and oh, I can do this and I can do that. Yeah, that's right. All really, this brand new it's stuff. Not, yeah. It's not really what you want in a footy jumper. Well, it seems that way, I guess, because from the few that we have seen, none of those designs, I don't think have stuck to a team that we've looked at yet. No, no, absolutely not. No. And, and speaking of the, you know, the flash things that you can do in Illustrator, that might be a good segue to get into the pre-season jumpers because this is yes. where the cats have really set themselves on fire. Um, well, not only did they, they had a few of those enormous cat heads um, on a navy blue jumper for the pre-season. They did that a couple of years in a row as a clash jumper that then never made it to the home and away season. But then... 2011, they had the, well, the same sort of idea designed as a clash jumper. Um, the hoops, which went around the jumper, but then they didn't really because they had this gradient where they faded into navy blue at the sides. Now, that may well mm. have been because the sides of the jumper were navy blue anyway, uh, be, just because of the, the build of the jumper. I think that was back in the ISC days. But then... 2017 to 2021, they wore T-shirts, effectively. Yeah, that's right, which is obviously a big talking point. 
Well, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Hawthorne wore T-shirts in the early 2000s or the late 90s, early 2000s. And I remember one game where it was so hot they took them off at half time, and you wore something <laughs> else after half time because T-shirts just didn't work. And yet there's the cats going, nah, we know that was 20 years ago. We know it didn't work, but we're going to give it a go. And so 2017, yeah. they had like the reverse of their clash jumper, which was blue with very, very thin white hoops and a G. This was a white T-shirt with very thin navy hoops and a G. And then 20, well, 2020 is, is bizarre. It, it just looks like... Um, sort of looks like the sort of thing you might buy from Rip Curl, maybe. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It looks a bit like if Gatorade sponsored Geelong and made a Gatorade T-shirt for go, Geelong. Something like that, yeah. Uh, why Why did they want to come back to the T-shirt? Is this just designers having fun or is... Maybe maybe this is what Cotton On could actually make. Well, that's it. Maybe this is, <laughs> this is what I got them into I'm, it. That's... I thought, wait a minute, this isn't yeah. footy jumpers. They're just T-shirts. <laughs> We've been pretty doing much. that for years. Pretty much. And then going back to the uh, the the thought, the, the suggestion that the first Geelong jumpers were painted on blue hoops, the 2021 preseason jumper had painted on blue hoops. Uh, if you yeah, click on whiz. the 2021 preseason jumper, those hoops were done so that they would deliberately look like they'd been painted on. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it it's kind of got the f- the fading through it too as if yep. Yeah, I just don't think they quite uh <laughs> get the look of how someone's painting a jersey. Well, I, think I think it's trying to put in the flaws just makes it look worse, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I aspect agree. of yeah. it. You, know, you can do you can do an things. unsteady line, I guess, but when you're adding all the other bits to it, I think it just takes away from it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and it's it's another of those things where someone's you know learnt something in Illustrator and said, no, no, watch this. This is really <laughs> it can be this now. Yeah, I, I download I downloaded this awesome texture pack. Yeah, yeah, CS twenty three or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's well. Look, Again, conjecture that that's what's happened, but you know it's what it appears to have uh, ended up like. So yes, yeah, now, and then so those are the promotional. So what about the Indigenous round jumpers? I know uh, we bring that was, up that was these. the preseason. The promotion. Oh, sorry, preseason. Have well, they are the kings of the one-off promotional jumper. They are. Uh, they they did one at one point. It was you know on average one a year which I guess is realistically the way the AFL's gone or going, um, getting, it's on its way. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, they had 150 years of Geelong. They had 85 years of Ford. They put lights on a Cadinia Park, make a jumper. Uh, they had a Navy members jumper. They had a Premier's jumper with all the players' names. And, you know, if you'd been in all three, 20, 2007, 9 and 11, you were up in the gold level and, you know, those that only played in two and those that only played in one. Uh, so they had a jumper for that. They had uh, they put up a new grandstand, new jumper for that. Uh, <laughs> you know, 10 years after the first one, they're now 160 years old, new jumper for that. Um, and, yeah, and so, I mean, in 2023, they've raised the bar again so far this year they've had a home jumper a gather round jumper an anzac day jumper country round jumper indigenous jumper and a retro jumper so wow set the world the on fire thing with their promotional jumpers too is it's just they're just printing out the same jumper but they're changing up one or two little things yeah mainly yeah. as well like it's it's literally just pumping out as many as they can, different variants it, of the it, home it jumpers is what yeah. most of this looks like as well. Seems to be. I should actually, I should note, um, they had two Indigenous round jumpers. They, were, they had a white jumper with little blue hoops and so forth. So how many? blue version. So they've, they've How had many two. is that this year? That's seven. Total? They've had seven, seven. different jumpers this year. Is, in, do we know what the most is? 
Uh, well, previously it's been six because the AFL only allowed six. So this is the record. This is the new record, yep. Congratulations. Well, there you go. Congratulations, Jenny Long. Yep. Thanks for listening. Well. Seven jumpers. It's a new record that I, I've never seen. Well, I mean, Essendon mostly do six, and that's based on, you know, a Clash for Cancer where it's got a little yellow band on it, although now they put their, the Clash for Cancer logo on it, as well as Anzac Day, so Doug Nichols around. Um, uh, country round, they'll sometimes do something. They've got a home jumper, they've got a Clash jumper, and they'll do some sort of promotional jumper. Yeah, I suppose by the law of, of averages, these big old clubs are going to have more of these promotional type jumpers just because yeah, they've got well, more history we'll to tie more. into as well. Yeah, and fan base to sell them to. Well, yeah, and I think that's Gather Round is going to be like that, where Gather Round's going to be uh, the sort of jumper that you wouldn't wear at home, you're wearing Gather Round. So I think clubs are going to get a little bit creative. No, like Fremantle wore a black jumper. Why yeah, are that's right. wearing black? I don't know. It's Gather Round. That's why. <laughs> so... Um, let them out you know, the fun. Crows wore a navy blue jumper with a 1990s club logo on it. Why? Yeah. It's gathering. Yeah. <laughs> you go. So, yeah, it's, that's a good point. So, yeah. so that, yeah, the promotional jumpers have been where, and, and yeah, well, I, I get a little um, cynical. But, uh, that, yeah, that, they <laughs> just they'll just find reasons to flog jumpers to their supporters. And that's yeah. not counting all of the other ones they do because they've been doing a country round jumper for years. Uh, they'll, they're now doing retro jumpers. They've done a retro jumper this year. This year they did an Anzac Day jumper, which um, they hadn't done for years. So who knows if they'll continue doing that when Anzac Day's on a Wednesday and only Essendon and Collingwood are playing. I don't know whether they'll keep going. But um, probably. Yeah. They're stacking them in for now. So, um. <laughs> also, how about we move into the indigenous round then? The indigenous round jumpers. Are, I mean, these are these are always the hardest ones to kind of depict as well, well because of the intricacies are, of them. And realistically, we're not experts in Aboriginal art. Um, oh. I guess what I have liked about the way Geelong's gone about it is that they've given them some meaning and some purpose by at least using them two years in a row. Like yeah. every design except one, which is Nathan Jacquera 2016, every design has been used a second time. At, well, at, I'm just going to say at least, but really it's just a second time. So, you know, the 2014 jumper was used again in 2015. 2016, mm. we just mentioned. 2017 was used in 2018. 2019 was used in 2020. 21 was used in 22, and then the 23 jumpers, there's two of them. Who knows? Hopefully they'll use them again next year. But yeah, because I, I but, feel like that, I like um, that. yeah, it, it, I don't know, it just sets them sets them apart a little bit, but it, it cr gives them a measure of importance. And it says, well, we're not just making this and then hoping you buy it and then we'll make another one next year. It's this is our Indigenous Round Jumper. We're going to wear it this year. We're going to wear it in NIDOC week because a few clubs are going to wear them in NIDOC week. And then we're also going to wear it again next year in Indigenous Round, two SDN rounds and also NIDOC week. So, you know, it's going to be um, something the club's actually going to use on an ongoing basis for a set period of time at least, where it's, yeah, the others I have a sense that they just sort of Pump them out, get them done. There you go. Sell them off. Get another and then next next year. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm uh, and I mean, as I say, we're not uh, experts in in art, but they are generally based on hoops, and they're generally navy blue and white. Uh, yeah, so that's right. Apart from the most recent ones, I think I think I feel like the twenty twenty three ones are the, I guess, most removed from the hoops. If that makes yeah, sense, probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are some measure of hoops through them. Yeah, um, there is a little bit down the bottom of them, I think. But yeah. compared so, to the the prior years, I think it followed more of the hoop look with the design, which is yeah. I always like that as well. Where they sort of keep the the core of the jumper still the same, and then you do the artwork around that, which I like that look at least preference for me. 
yeah, I agree. Um, um, yeah. But, you but know, of them, um, if I had to choose one, I'd say the 2017-18 one is probably the one that... Yeah, I like that one. ...stands out for me as, yeah, the most um, Geelong, but... So just in regards to making sure we've got the room all, what about the heritage jumpers for oh, Geelong? heritage round. Well, I, I probably mentioned this on here on the, the podcast, but or, you know, various ways. But uh, I started the website because I knew that the designs that were used in the 1996 um, centenary celebration round were incorrect. Then mm. it turned out that it wasn't just those that were incorrect for well, this was sorry the, for Essendon um, because they'd used the Essendon VFA team who hated Essendon VFL team. So right. then, um, then I, as I got to know different people in footy, they're saying, "Well, they're all wrong." You know, the Geelong one is a mix is a mishmash of of the the rounded yoke and the very thin stripes. The the one with the rounded um, top didn't have thin stripes. Well, Geelong was the only one that went back to the 1996 incorrect jumper and used it two more times in 2003 and 2004. All the other clubs went, nah, you know, fair enough, they were wrong. We're going to actually make the jumpers like what they used to look like. Now, hopefully mm -hmm. some of that was because by that time there was a, you know, there was a website that documented some of the history <laughs> footy jumpers in that era. But uh, yeah, so 03, 04, they basically took off the fake laces that were printed onto the 96 jumpers and trotted out the same design, which was incorrect. 2005, not to be outdone, they honoured the 1925 premiership and 80 years of relationship with Ford, which is another thing we should talk about. But uh, 2005, they honoured that relationship with a jumper that looked nothing like the 1925 jumpers worn by Geelong and <laughs> it was effectively the 1876 jumper that Geelong wore was what With, they trotted out in. in in this setting let's say right in the heritage jumper so is it better to not do this at all like not make these jumpers if they aren't going to be correct you reckon like just in regards to a yeah, like a viewing point of the history of your club, right? Is it better to not get the, his the historical jumper wrong and just leave it alone and go for something else? Or is it still an honorary because they're mixing and mashing jumpers together to look somewhat old? Well, look, I think that's probably subjective. In my opinion, if you're going to honor the history of the club, you do that well, with as close as you can possibly get to yeah. what that what they it, looked like at that time. Yeah. You're going to say, we're going to honour the 1925 premiership by wearing a jumper that the 1925 premiership team wore. And then that jumper looks absolutely nothing like, well, not nothing like, because white with blue hoops, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's white with these very thin blue hoops that look, you know, that just weren't what they wore. They wore yeah. navy blue and white hoops, four of each hoop, very thick hoops, Probably not as marketable, probably not as interesting, probably not as easy to set up your Ford and your AFL logos on top of because that's probably what happened with the retro jumpers this year. But, mm. yeah, just look nothing like it. Yeah, so, it is strange just, that they do it's that. It's disappointing to me. But, as I say, maybe it's more marketable. Maybe they think, well, it's going to look better. And and maybe they just think, look, nobody's going to know. It's just yeah, like this. But yeah, yeah heritage, right. uh, heritage well, round. They really, they really did not do a great job. Yeah. I mean, oh six, oh seven. They basically wore their home jumpers, effectively. Yeah, um, it's not too much different. You know, six, and then um, oh eight. They didn't quite go back to repeat the same errors as the ninety six, oh three, oh four jumpers but they they sort of got that one closer oh still not right <laughs> but yeah closer. <laughs> the last attempt so, was closest yeah and then at that point they gave up but now they're going back to retro jumpers um which i think i might actually put retro jumpers into the heritage jumper 
pages because I think that makes more sense because it's a it is a one off, but it's it's not a heritage yeah. round per se. But then mm -hmm. really two thousand eight didn't happen as it was going to either. So that was, <laughs> that, was that. But um yeah, I did want to mention um something I briefly touched on there, which was the relationship with Ford. So yes. in nineteen seventy five, the VFL put sponsor their logo onto the footy jumpers for the first time. Uh, sorry, seventy six. They put their logo onto jumpers for the first time. Uh, so seventy seven, the president of Carlton said, "If you're going to put your logo on the jumpers, we want to sell the other side to one of our sponsors so we can make some money." And Richmond, Carlton, Collingwood, Essendon, Geelong, Hawthorne, you know, those clubs, North, I think, they all fairly quickly got sponsors to go on the other side of their jumpers. And mm. in uh, what year would it have been? 1977, I think it was. That was when uh, Geelong first started using the Ford logo on their jumpers. Now, Ford have been basically the sponsor of Geelong, apart from, you know, the back or the shorts and so forth, the main sponsor of Geelong since then. So 46 years, I don't know of another team in professional sport that's had the same sponsor for 46 years uninterrupted. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, mean, it's, I can't think of anything close. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, there's some companies that are major sponsors of major sporting teams that didn't even exist in 1977. So <laughs> you know, it's 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 a yeah. You know, well, what do you call it? It's a credit to them. But um, yeah, that sounds yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's a it, that's a really um, well, it's an incredible um effort. Absolutely. To, Especially how well it all merges together. I mean, you used to see Ford. You see Ford as blue and white. You see Geelong as blue and white. Well, yeah, true. Interchangeable. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, how about we grab the faves real quick then? So what's your favourite home and away jumper? Yeah, so, look, I had a little think about that. Um, I'm, <laughs> you know, a traditionalist. And so I feel like the best Geelong jumpers for mine were the 81 to 93 home jumpers just because to me when you think of Geelong that's Geelong um <laughs> I was gonna say losing grand finals every year <laughs> for a little while there but uh Gary Ablett and Mark Bairstow and um Paul Couch and guys like that it, it's that sort of uh, and yeah it's um Five white hoops, five blue hoops. That's Geelong to me, and yeah. so that's the simple. You know, the top hoops are removed, so there because there was a there was a period there where they had to use like a really small, thin font just to fit the numbers onto the jumpers for the number of hoops they had, and that was mm. where I remember. I mean, this is you know, I was fairly young at the time, but thinking that it just looks ridiculous with the hoop at the top of the number. And then they took it off and it's like, yeah, that looks a lot better. They they, they look good now. And then Gary yeah. Ablett played from Gary Ablett Sr., who yeah. I would say is the best player I ever saw. Yeah, and he wasn't bad, eh? He was, he was unbelievable. He was, <laughs> I, I remember going to a game because he was playing against Richmond and I got there at quarter time and I and because he was on fire. Gary Ablett's on fire. Got to go down and yeah. watch him. I score him kick nine goals and I missed the first five. And <laughs> he kicked 14 against Richmond and <laughs> he was unbelievable. It was just every time it went down there, you thought, oh, he's going to kick another goal. And another yeah, time yeah. He, was, <laughs> he was unbelievable. But so that, yeah, so that's the one that I think oh, is nice. uh, the one that I think is my favourite. Now my least favourite is the 2014-15 Clash Jumper, where it was a navy blue jumper with white hoops. Um, the white hoops were thinner on the front, so they weren't quite as thick 
as the the navy blue, but then on the back was the the cat logo, yeah, yeah. stamp style, but in really thin hoops. So just the front didn't match the back. The 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 hoops didn't match each other. It was just a bit painful. Know, it was just a mishmash. So yeah, so that's that's my favorite and my least favorite. Oh yeah, that's great. I um how about yourself? Myself. Oh, I probably got oh, it's hard to pick one least favorite. Um <laughs> That's always good. I'd probably yeah, I'm trying to consolidate down between the two thousand and eight away, the two thousand and seven and the two thousand and sixteen promotional one. So there's the twenty sixteen promotional was a country game jumper. And I know nice. I've mentioned this before in the podcast, I just hate the look of uploading a JPEG onto a jumper. Oh yes, absolutely. Wheat fields. I hate it. Hate yes. it. Yes, yes. Part of, part of the band that goes over their sort of ribs and sort of sternum area. So it's up right in the center of the yep. the navy blue hoop. And instead of yep. one of the hoops, it's just a photo. And it's it just yeah. I hate that look in general. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go with that one for the 2016 oh, way. Excellent. As excellent as my least favorite. Uh, my favourite, I mean, that's the thing with Geelong, isn't it? I mean, Geelong are just known with those jumpers, as you're sort of saying, like, what is Geelong? But for my favourite, I'll probably take the 2003, the one that they used games against Collingwood and North, the blue on blue. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I might take it. I think, yeah. I vaguely remember liking that when I was young. I do remember seeing it when I was young, thinking, oh, that's a cool jumper. I mean... Now, not as much then, but I still do like it. <laughs> that's that's fair enough. And, you know, maybe it served a purpose. Who knows? Maybe it gets another run in a retro round in years yeah, to come. I, I could see it coming back done yeah. a little bit different. Well, they'd probably do it a little bit differently, but... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Well, I think that canvas is drawn pretty well then. That's the cat's. That is the cats. So thank you for listening. And yeah, it's been a good pause. And anything else from your end, Rob? No, I think uh, I think we've summed up the cats as well as we can. Thanks all for I listening. Think we have. And uh, we will catch you again next time. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Bye.